When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 9. I never have you fill that out. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Um, How are you? <laughs> I'm alright. How are you? I'm good. What do you want to talk about today? That's not how hosting works. Yeah, it is. I'm asking you questions and you answer them. Oh, talk about whatever the host wants to talk about. Oh, okay. So, um, one of the things that I love about living with you is the fact that we are capable of fixing things. Our house is falling apart almost all the time. It's like the Weasley's burrow. It's not. It is. There are people out there whose houses are literally falling apart all the time. Ours is like the faucets need to be replaced and whatever. And the hot water heater and the dishwasher and, I mean, it's normal house stuff. But the cool thing is, is we can get online and figure out if we can fix it. So things have gone from being like, oh, no, we don't have such and such for like two to three weeks before like someone can come out and look at it to like, oh, we can fix that for ten ninety eight with a faucet from Walmart. And it's very, very gratifying. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. <laughs> I'm the handyman. You really? Uh huh. I could have done it. You just decided you were gonna do it. I'm the one who watched the videos. You actually, you asked me if I could try to get it off. Okay, but did I ask you to put it back on? <laughs> okay. I could have done it. Okay. I could have done the whole thing. Nobody knows what we're talking about. We fixed the faucet in our bathtub today. Tanya's hosting today. I'm really good at it. We're we're trying this this thing out. I'm uh not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to speak like with positivity and like affirm myself by saying I was good at hosting. No, that is your gig. You are good at it. You know how to direct conversation and like you know what cues to pick up on for whoever you're talking to. Me. Only me. I'm the only person in the room. I, mean, I do other podcasts and I host them. Yeah. And you are really good at picking up on like their different like cues and leading the conversation. I am not that person at all. Mm-mm. We all have gifts and that is your gift. Um, So I'm back, I guess. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm Alden. That's Tanya. I'm the boy. She's the girl. Um, I wasn't planning on hosting. I did the beginning for you. I've been laying down trying to figure out how to stay awake for We can't do the tired shit again. You always say we can't talk about being tired. Here's again. the thing. And I was thinking about that earlier. Like I don't want us to talk about being tired. But you just want to be tired. At this I don't want to be. At this <laughs> point, isn't that a part of who we are? I think so. We're just I, tired all the time. We're just tired. But it's because we're like super like active. Also, we're just tired all the time. Whether we're being active or not, oh, we're just tired people. I'm always peop- active, though. We're tired people. That's what we are. Yeah. That's our lot in life. We don't have to talk about it a lot, but that's that's us. That's who we are. BTW, um, as of recording date, um, June... June 8th, June 8th 2019. 2019. Uh, no Montana. Still no Montana. Still... Mon- still what? Still no Montana. 
That's my favorite town in Montana. Stomo. Stomo. Uh, yeah. So we fixed the house. We fixed the house. Everything's uh, fixed. Our little youngest person who lives in our house turned, turned 11. 11 years old, got a cell phone, and finally, finally got Pokemon Go. Guys, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go just for like a quick oh, second. Oh, dude, we're doing it again. It's okay. This has become that like... Dude was a- n- that dude was not directed at you. That was like a... Dude. Like I didn't at, even notice. I went, oh, dude, we're doing it again. I, I use dude in that context, too. Yeah. Um, so we can finally Pokemon as an entire complete family. Like, every single one of us can go catch Pokemon together. Well, and also, Finley has always been the one that needed it the most. Yes, 100%. This kid knows every Pokemon, what it evolves into. If he makes a mistake... It's like, what? He told us that something evolved and it didn't. No, it, it does. Like, it does? It does evolve, but not in Pokemon Go. Not oh. yet. Because the official, uh, like all of the Pokemon that are in the games aren't in the in Pokemon Go yet. Oh, so okay. So he was right and wrong. but Yeah, he's been Pokemon obsessed since he was like four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll go through like phases where he doesn't care about it quite as much, but it's still like there. Um, and now he gets to play Pokemon Go and it was the most wonderful thing. It was like Christmas day all day long today because every time he caught something new, it was just like, oh my gosh, I caught a such and such. And then he would like walk past, uh, um, a gym and he'd be like, there's a Gyarados in that gym over there. And I can't battle it. Like he would just have all this stuff to say. And it was just so wonderful to hear all of it. And and it was community day on it Pokemon was community Go, day which on Pokemon was Go. super great because in our like downtown area, that's where all of our Pokemon stuff is. And everyone who plays Pokemon in the area just sort of congregated there. And it was like a super cool thing to be a part of. So... We took him out on a Pokemon expedition after Alden and I had already walked like five miles this morning. I'm very tired. He's very tired. (laughs) He has probably walked like 11 or 12 miles total today. It's way more. Really? We've we've walked at least 15 miles. That's crazy. Um, Anyway, so we're here. here. We watched Boy Meets World and we watched this episode this week. We watched the correct episode for the second time. Right. We watched... This episode that we were supposed to watch this week, we also watched it last week on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this so. this episode required some legwork because our wiki that we use for, po- uh, not Pokemon, Boy Meets World, is it's getting worse as time goes on. Yeah, it definitely is lacking in everything. Like, yeah. It didn't have the writer. It didn't have the director. It didn't have... Uh, the plot, like the plot was basically a blurb. It did have the director, but oh, it did? um, it didn't have the writer, oh. but like in season one, you were taking copious notes and, uh, we, we didn't need it because the plot on that wiki was just so in depth that it was like, okay, well, we're just going to use this. Yeah. And I stopped taking notes completely. You super did. And, and now I need to, but you've got this. You're yeah. Good. Yeah, so you're just going to have to react to the things that I say. Uh-huh. Way to go, host. Um, season 2, episode 9. What's it called? Um, What is it called? Jeez. 
Jeez is not the name of the episode. Fear Strikes Out, Tanya. It's called Fear Strikes Out. Blur me up. Okay. All right. Corey chokes on a beanie weenie casserole and flies backwards into being a nice boy. All right. That wasn't bad. Obviously, Hulu wrote it. It was the blurb. You put some effort into this one. It was the blurb. It was the real blurb. Oh, good work. I'm proud of you. Uh, It was written by Susan Estelle Jensen. Jansen. And we've, oh, we've yeah. seen her write stuff before, so she I don't does, know why. She does really well. She does do very well. Good job, Susan Estelle Jensen. Jansen. 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 Like Cam Jansen. They're books. They're mystery books for kids. Epis- she has a photographic memory, and when she is solving a mystery, she walks around and she goes, click. But she doesn't have a camera. She does it with her brain. Susan Estelle Jansen, go. Season two, episode nine of Boy Meets World. It's called Fear Fear Something. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Fear Strikes Out. Fear Strikes Out. Uh, where do we start? Classroom or not? Classroom or not, Tanya? Cafeteria. Cafeteria. That's true. I wrote lunchroom. Same thing. Because um, you said cafeteria and I was about to be like, nope. And it, <laughs> it super was the cafeteria. Uh, yeah, we're in the lunchroom and um, Corey and Sean are talking and they're just like, it, it, it Pretty much is like a cold open with Corey going seven minutes in heaven, and then talking about. And Sean's just like, "Yeah, you get to go in a closet. The closet's your friend. Like this is gonna be great." And Corey's like, "How do I prepare?" And Sean's like, "You just you don't prepare. You just go in. You kiss a girl." And Corey's like making like he's he's, he's working his lips out like uh-huh. he's doing like lip push ups, stretching and... his neck like I don't know what you thought you were doing in the in the makeout sesh there like uh, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to audioalize what's what's what, it, what's what? the Alden what's the term? What's the term for instead of visualize? Like I'm trying to, like visualize is different. <laughs> I'm trying trying to audioalize. Auditorial? Nah, I don't think so. At BMG and BMW, because I don't know how to even look this up on Google. You. you what's just... the opposite of visualize? That's what I'm googling. No, the opposite of visualize would mean that you can't see it at all. Correct. That's well, what I mean, we're like, doing. No, I mean like that a person can't see it. Correct. Our audience <laughs> no, cannot see like it. Like they're not capable of seeing period. That's not, well, that doesn't make any sense. I think it does. What's the opposite of visualize? Google. Antonyms of visualize? Disbelieve? Nah, I'm not disbelieving. You're disbelieving this episode. Okay. So. And ignoring. We're in the lunchroom. What are we ignoring? We're not. I was just reading your antonyms. Oh, um, I'm not ignoring. I'm annoying. Yep. So <laughs> that um, is so accurate. Good job. I'm so proud of you. Blur me up. Corey's <laughs> doing uh, lip ups. He's doing lip ups, trying to get ready for and the Sean big. Sean is just like, what are you doing? The big makeout sesh. Um, and Cor- uh, yeah, Sean's making fun of him. Eric walks by. Eric is like, I don't think you're ready for this, Corey. You sure you're ready for this? And he basically just like walks away and Sean is well, like And Eric's like, You're a ticking time bomb. Yeah, you're, he's like tick tick tick. You had the beanie he's like, You had the beanie weenies for lunch, right? Oh, you're pretty much a ticking time bomb and walks away. And they're just like, What on earth does he mean? And Sean's like, he's just trying to psych you out. Like, don't even talk to him and Corey's like, I why would I talk to him? I'm not gonna talk to him No, and- no, 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 no. Then it cuts to 
Um, oh, Mr. Turner? Mr. Turner and Mr. Mm. Feeney. They're best friends in this episode. Uh, sort of, except they hate each They're other. They're having lunch together. Why are they having lunch together? They always have lunch together. That's where they have all of their conversations. Where but Mr. Feeney is... I thought usually it was like uh, Mr. Turner comes in and is just like, okay, I guess we have to talk. Or like Mr. Feeney comes in and is like, I guess we have to talk. No. And they have like a conversation. Mr. Feeney's like all comfy, like reading a book. Mr. Turner is like... Literally every time we see them in the lunchroom, they're having lunch together. Why is this weird to me then? I have no clue. Because uh, you walked a lot today. Uh, <laughs> but they're sitting there talking. And as, you know, the, the boys are talking about girls... Um, in walks in. year old Mr. Turner. All, in, he seems so old in this episode. In walks a new teacher. And, um, and she's blonde. Mm, yeah, she is. She's blonde and she walks by the, the man boy's table. And Mr. Turner's like, George, who's that? Well, he's like, George, George, George. Mm-hmm. Who is that? It's very like it's very much just reminiscent of what the children do, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was the point, yeah. And Mr. Feeney's just like Mr. Turner. Um, that is our new teacher for what M- is it for? Miss Tompkins, I don't remember, but she repl- she he was like she replaced this teacher. Thank God. And Mr. Turner's like you hired her, and Mr. Feeney's like yes, and Mr. Turner's like good job, George. Mm-hmm. And um. He's like, okay, so give me the, tell me all about her. What, what, what's she like? What's, what's, you know, I want to, I want to get to know her. And Mr. Feeney goes, um, Mr. Turner, I will have you know, we frown upon, I frown upon uh, fraternization in the workplace. And, and Mr. Turner basically is like, oh, so it's not like I can still do it. Thank you. Well, he says, frown upon. Okay. So it's just a facial expression. It's not a policy. I can do this. Exactly. Um, And and somewhere in there, Mr. Feeney's like, we are not in high school. And then he goes, oh, wait, we are definitely in high school. Yes. And now we cut back to the uh, Corey and Sean. And Corey is freaking out. Um, Because of what Eric said. And he's going. He he, That's when he says. I'm not going to talk to Sean. I'm not going to talk to Eric. I like, I'm fine. I don't need to talk to Eric. Yeah, I'll be right Sean's back. Just like, Sean's just like, good. He's like psyching you out. And then Corey's like, I'm not going to talk to him. I'll be right back. And then goes and immediately sits at the next table over mm-hmm. where Eric is. Mm-hmm. And is like, Eric, what do you mean? Like a ticking time bomb. What does that mean? Um, and Eric's like, well, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to like kissing girls. You don't know what you're doing, even though like he's had a few He's had a few kisses, but not seven minutes in heaven kisses. And he's like, uh, do you even know what to do with your hands? And Corey's like, wristless around. He's like, yeah, no, I don't. And uh, Eric was like, and you had the beanie weenie casserole for lunch? Mm -hmm. And Corey's like, yes, but why? Why is that? Like, why is that a thing? And Eric was like, because you lean in and the pressure is building up. And the beanie weenie casserole is just sitting in your intestines, and boom, you fly backwards. No, you shoot across the oh, room. Oh, you shoot across the room. Yeah. Um. So yes. So we- he's he's insinuating that Corey is going to do a big fart, <laughs> and then he opens his coke can and it makes like a gassy noise. Yes. And Corey just starts panicking. I would also like to point out, on a personal level. 
I just motioned Tanya to come closer to the microphone and she jumped like I was about to punch her. <laughs> so I don't understand why. I was, I was thinking about beanie weenie casserole because I want some. Okay. Um, My mom made some. When I was a kid, she would cut up the hot dogs in the beans mm-hmm. and then she put biscuits on top of it mm-hmm. and then baked it that way. That sounds so gross to me. It, you don't like hot dogs. That's tr- I love them. They're I've, one of my favorite foods. I always loved hot dogs and beans, though. I still like hot dogs and beans. But you they don't just... like them mixed together, though, either. Uh, that's not true. I just don't mix them together. I They're... like to cook my hot dogs in the beans. That could be good, I guess. But I like the hot dogs to be like well cooked on the outside. But that, beside the point, they make me sick. So yeah. I'm an old man. Um, anyway, party. Party. Are we at the party? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Where are we then? I could have sworn we go home. And then what happens at home? I don't know. You wrote the notes. Yeah. We went to the party. Oh. I really thought something happened before the party. That's so weird. Go ahead and tell me what happens before the party. Before the party, Corey goes home. Cordy? Cordy. Cordy. (laughs) Um, I'm standing back away from the microphone so she can tell me about the party. Okay. Or before the party. So, Corey walks in through the kitchen door. Just so we're clear, this is all fake. And Amy and Alan are sitting in the kitchen and... Probably not very interesting. And (laughs) Corey is like, hey guys, I notice you make out all the time. What am I supposed to do with my hands? And they're like, Corey... Please stop watching us make out because you're weird and you keep on videotaping it and it's very bizarre. And then he's like, oh, good point. And then he goes to the party. I feel like that's going to be very confusing in people's heads uh, because what we're doing right now is we're talking about the episode and that didn't happen in the episode. We're at the party. We're at the party now. Like my notes said, Corey is freaking out because of Eric. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like we weren't supposed to gather that it was Eric's fault. I... I thought we were supposed to gather that it was Eric's fault, but I didn't gather that it was Eric's no. fault. Okay. Like, I just thought he was freaked out anyway, and Eric just, like, exacerbated it. Well, then I feel like that was the point. I feel like we weren't supposed to until the m- later, later uh, in the episode. I have a different view on that, but that's okay. We don't have to be the same. Good. Yes. Uh, so, Corey's freaking out. Uh, he says... Um, he doesn't know what to do because there's a girl with braces and what if she cuts his face up, which is one of the things that Eric had kind of said to him. Right. And he's like, what if I bleed all over my shirt? Well, and and yeah. And then he says, she has a wool shirt. Uh, I'm allergic I, to wool. What, what if, if I if... sneeze in her mouth and I explode her lungs? And Sean's just like, Ugh, calm down. Yeah. Come get a snack. Um, and they go over to the snack table and Corey's like, bean dip? What? Why are you trying to make me have bean dip? And Sean's just like, oh, are you worried about your breath? He's like, my breath. I didn't even think about my breath. I've, and then he says, like, I'm I'm I was thinking about the, the bean dip where if I'm going to sneeze from one end and, and I'm, I'm it's coming out at both ends, Sean. At this point, um, a guy is pulling names out of like a hat or something to match them up. Can we talk about how weird it like? Maybe it wasn't weird, but to me it's weird that, like, parents know that these kids are going to a make-out party. Not only do parents know, but... They're like, hey... We'll, we'll, get, it, we'll get into that yeah. in, a, in a few scenes. But, like, it hit me really hard that all of these kids, like, good kids, bad kids, whatever, like, they're all at the same party mm-hmm. getting paired up. The purpose of this party is to make out with someone, mm-hmm. and parents 
know about this. I would not be allowed at that party. I would I wouldn't have been allowed in the same state as that party. So Topanga comes by. Um Corey's very excited to see Topanga. Yeah, it makes him feel a little bit more at ease, mm-hmm. like he's comfortable with her. And then um the guy who's playing names out of a hat matches Sean with someone. Well, Sean is talking and he's like, Corey, you need to calm down. It's me and you. Corey and Sean. Always been Corey and Sean. Sean and Corey. Sean and Corey forever. And the guy goes, Sean and Megan or somebody. Yeah. Sean and girl's name. And he's like, all right, bye, Corey. And off they go to the closet. Um, And I think meanwhile, there is a part where Corey and Topanga talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like she kind of puts him at ease. Like she he feels a little bit better knowing that she's there. And then Sean comes out of the closet and he's, he's like a mess. He's wearing a different shirt than well, he was before. They did like a weird cut that made it seem like four hours have passed. Well, and then like some instead of like them coming out in seven minutes, like someone opens the door and they pull it back shut. Like they're just not ready to come yeah. out yet. Sean tried to pull the door shut and the guys, I think he says no overtime. Yeah. And, and they like giggle and come out of the closet, which in Sean's defense, he has made out with people in lockers. So, right. so he's fine. Yeah. Uh, and Corey goes, Sean, is that the shirt you went in there with? And Sean goes, <laughs> no. Which, how does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know, but I guess I don't know. Are we supposed to be changing our shirts when we make out? I don't know. I think we're doing We've been a lot. doing this all wrong. Yeah, we're doing a lot wrong. <laughs> um, so then it's Corey's turn and the Well, the guy goes, Yeah, Corey and Topang or Yeah. He's like Corey and and Corey's just like and Corey, like just oh, yeah. can I go in the closet with myself? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Topanga. And they look at each other like, uh, and well Corey's like, uh, and Topanga's just smiling. Smiling like, all sweet. This would... Okay, they've kissed three times. Three times. Their lips have met. Yes. But you would think that it would be a little bit more, like, comfortable. Instead, like, again, he's acting like he's never kissed this person before. I get it. Like, as a as a guy in that age, like, he kissed her, yes. He's kissed her, and it's been a normal kiss, and it's been fine. Uh, and it's been good for both of them. But that that switch, um, I remember when I was, oh God, I don't, it had to have been seventh grade, I guess. Uh, maybe it was eighth. Um, a girl that I was, it was my girlfriend, um, said that she told one of her friends that if I went down to the classroom that was like unoccupied mm-hmm. down the hall, she was in there waiting for me to make out with me. Mm-hmm. And I had never made out with a girl before. Like I'd kissed girls right? and I'd kissed her, but this was supposed to be like a empty classroom makeout session. Right. And I said, I'm breaking up with her. What? <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't make out. What? <laughs> Um, you have like make out anxiety. No, I made out a lot oh, after okay. that. This conversation like, is over. So Stop. Enough. Enough. I can tell. I can tell those stories. No, no, thank you. I um, didn't make out with anyone until I was like fifteen or sixteen. Um, I kissed like I had kisses. I didn't 
have opportunity to make out with anyone. Now, I went very quickly from I'm so scared of this to I'm doing lots of this. And I think it was eighth grade when I first like made out with a girl. And I was like, hey, I was pretty good at that. I'm good. I'm fine now. And it was that was it. Because once I was afraid of what I was afraid of is I was going to be awful. Same. I mean, Corey is too. Yeah. I was afraid that I'm going to be bad and very embarrassing. Uh, and I wasn't. I was good. But also, I don't think at seventh grade age, a girl knows what is a good making out and what is bad making out. Hey, Tanya. Uh-huh. I didn't think about them. I was thinking about whether or not I was good. You're supposed to be thinking about them all the time. You don't learn that until you're much later in life as a male. Oh, well. We need to change that cycle. Change that cycle. We need to teach our kids when they're making out with girls that they need to think about the girl. That, okay. <laughs> That's going to lead to some very weird conversations. Oh, uh, they won't have that conversation. So. They will end that conversation within two minutes of that conversation starting. We are in the closet. We are? It's dark. Are we going to make out? It's dark. Corey has turned around and not facing Topanga. Like he is like. Which we can't really see that because it's I, we, dark. We could though. You could see kind of like the, the, a little bit, just enough to see that he was facing away My from My eyes her. must not have adjusted to the dark in the closet. I guess not. Because You we need were... to make out more. No wonder you never make out. Uh, so, uh, Corey's being super weird. He's like, it's Topanga's like, okay, Corey, are you ready? And he's just like, it's so dark in here. How am I supposed to kiss you if I can't even see your face? And she turns the light on. It's like, boom, super bright. And he's like, oh, how am I supposed to kiss you with this light just blaring in my face? Yeah. So Topanga basically from there is like, Corey, you seem scared. Like, it's okay. Like, we don't have to do this. And he's like, we don't. She's like, yeah, we can just do whatever. Like, we can just. We, we can muss up our hair. We can. You can change your shirt. Well, first like... she says we could. T- we could just talk. And he's like, we can. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, but w- what are we going to do out there? And she says, we can tell him we made out. And he goes, no, they'd know. One look at me. They'd know. And um, she goes, it's, it's it's no big deal. Like, um, this happens all the time. Lots of guys get performance anxiety. And everyone like there's like an there's literally an awkward laugh track. Yeah. And he says, how did you how do you know that? And she goes, girls talk. And he goes, they do. And he was like, when you talk about this, can you not talk about this? Yeah. He's when you talk about this, this didn't happen. Um, and she, yeah, she says, um, well, we, we'll just go out there and you can you can mess up your, our hair you can change your shirt and he's like you can change you your can, shirt you, can you change your shirt too and she's like don't push it yeah um and she really like she is so adult in her um like rationalizing with him and she's just like she completely talks him down and she's like you know you won't feel this way if you just practice like you're with me it's fine like you should just practice so that you don't feel like this again. Well, and she tells him too, um, I mean, you don't need to worry about this stuff. You're a nice guy. And he's like, no, guys don't want to be nice guys. Guys want to be daring and, and he picks up a fishing net and he's like, good with appliances. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and good kissers. It's all we want. And And she's just like, um, 
no, like, that's not exactly what girls want. Right. And she that's when she's like, look, we just need to practice. Like, it's not a big deal. We don't really have to kiss. We're just practicing. And he's yeah. like, oh, And like, okay. if you want to be a good kisser, you can only get good at something, anything, if you practice. And so they go to lean in for the kiss. And that's when the door opens. And the door opens and it's very obvious that nothing happened. Right. And he just like musses his hair really quick. Yeah. While they're watching. Yeah. Then where do we go? We go to the bedroom. Yeah, we do. Corey's bedroom. He's putting socks on his feet with his pajamas. And yeah, that's I know that that's happening because I thought that was weird. I didn't notice that and I don't understand. He's also sitting on Eric's bed doing it instead of his own, which is right next to Eric's bed. And um, Amy walks in and sits down next to him and she's like, so kiss any girls so tonight? You didn't pick up on whether or not they went to the party next, <laughs> but you did pick up that Corey was putting socks on Eric's bed. <laughs> On on Eric's bed. He wasn't just laying socks on Eric's bed. Either way. Uh, yeah, so Amy is... I have a selective memory. <laughs> Amy is very excited about Corey's makeout and party. And wants to know about it. Like, I don't want to know when our kids make out with people. I mean, I don't think it would affect me much but like it's not a thing that would like make me excited to find out yeah i wouldn't be like hey let's talk about this i'm so excited you made out yeah we are we are the parents that like joke with our kids until they get uncomfortable sometimes about like having a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever but when it comes down to it like if they kiss someone like i'm not gonna give them more fear or awkwardness about doing something like that that takes courage Right. If they want to talk about it, then cool. Like, I'm whatever they want to talk to me about, I'm fine with. Right. But they don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't. And I'm not like, I want to find out about whether or not. No, that's not how that works. But anyway, Amy is very excited to find that out. And and, um, um, Alan walks in and he's just like, Amy, stop. Like, you cannot do that to your son. She's like, but why? He's my baby. And like hugs him. I mean, it is. Meanwhile, Morgan's nowhere to be found. (laughs) She does show up in this episode. Shh. Spoiler. Oh, my bad. She doesn't show up in this episode. And Captain America shows up at the end, too, in the end credits scene. That's not true. You spoiler. That's not true. Tanya the spoiler. Whatever. Anyway, so Alan's like, come on, Amy, give him some space. He'll talk about it if he wants to talk about it. Like, you're being ridiculous and pulls her out. And as he's pushing her out the door, he's like, you and me, later, details. Mm-hmm. And Like, what? As he walks out, Eric walks in and he's like, Cor, how'd it go? And like jumps onto Corey's bed and is just like, all right, tell me everything. And Corey's like, you got a minute? And Eric's like, uh-huh. He's like, you don't need it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing, nothing happened. happened. And Eric goes, Corey, what do you mean nothing happened? He was like, I just froze up. I couldn't do it. And he's like, well, I just want to let you know, as your brother, that I'm trying very hard not to laugh. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's very delighted. That's what I wrote down in my notes. He's delighted yeah. about Corey's failures with the girls that he may or may not have been responsible for. Yeah. Again, it didn't dawn on me that he felt like he had done this. 
I was just like, okay, these these were normal like brother interactions. It didn't to me. I didn't feel like his part in it was as big as it seemed. Okay. When you watch back the second time, did you feel that way? No. Oh, I super did. I didn't. Like, both. He was, it it was, so maybe that's why. Like, they did a very good job of making it a realistic um, sibling manipulation. Yes. And, like, you don't pick up when our kids do that either. So I do some, but I also, like, there are times with that where I'm like, they need to work this out. And, like, if Finley is enjoying the attention that Caden is giving him, even if it's just manipulative, then, like, let him enjoy the time. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what was happening here is Eric was manipulating Corey. Corey goes, you know what? It's not a big deal. Like, I'm sure no one noticed. And then we cut immediately. Hard cut. To the hallway. To the hallway of school. And everyone noticed. Everyone noticed. Everyone's talking about it. Like, first of all, two two weeks ago, everyone was talking about the fact that Corey slept with Topanga. Well, and there he in that episode, Corey said, it's high school. They're going to forget this in three days. He's not wrong. Right. Um, other than dumb nicknames, everyone forgets everything in high school because everything moves so fast. Yeah. And they're so, especially like in public school, which is not what our experience was. But there's so many people. Like, well, I hear new names from Caden's mouth every day. He's like, my friend, so-and-so, my friend. So I'm like, who are these people? Can you imagine if 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 Caden's class had 7th through 12th grade in it? Yeah, be that even, would be insane. Even more children. That would also mean Aubrey and Caden would be in the same school, which would be a nightmare. I mean, it'd be fine. But um, so everyone notices... Um, Corey and Sean like step off to the side and Mr. Turner walks up and he's like, hey, Corey, hey, if you you need to talk about anything. And he's like patting him on the shoulder and he's like, I'm here to talk. And he walks away and Corey's like, even the teachers feel bad for me. And um, Sean's like, all right, what you have to do is fake it. Pretend like it all happened. Like deny, deny, deny. He goes, he says, uh, it's it's like my Uncle Ralph said. Is it Ralph? I don't know. Yes, it's Ralph. He says, it's like my Uncle Ralph said. Like, if they can't pin it on you, deny, deny, deny. And Corey says something about, like, well, Topanga's not going to say anything. And then all of a sudden, you hear Topanga's voice going, he's just a good guy. Yeah. He's not weird at all. He's just nice. And you guys are being really mean about it. She doesn't even say that. She uses the word, he's a nice boy. Yes. Yeah, she says he's a nice boy. And Corey is just like beside himself. It's the end of the world. Lunchroom. (laughs) (laughs) I just cut out a whole sec- section where we had to we I was we're trying to figure Mike stuff out. So I lunchroom. <laughs> we're in the lunchroom. Cafeteria, Tanya says. Whatever. The place where they eat with the tables in it. Harley's up with Corey. Harley's over there arm around Corey and he's like he says something. He does like he says something very poetic and but he's just like and that's why they call him the boy with no lips. Yeah. Um, and Joey's like, Harley, Harley, that was so good. Harley, that was so, and he was like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. And then we cut to Mr. Turner. Well, right. No, because that's when Corey asked him, like, why do you do this? Like, I'm a seventh grader. Why do you care? And he's like, it's like ants in an ant farm. It's like I have my very own ant farm and these, 
and one of my little ants is getting his legs ripped off, and I just want to watch it happen. So, yes, now we cut to... to Mr. Turner. Mm-mm. No? No. Um, we cut to Mr. Feeney sitting down and eating <gasps> lunch, and you expect oh, it to be Mr. Turner, yeah. but it is not. It is Miss Tompkins. Miss Tompkins, and they're talking about Mr. Turner. She sits down, and she's like... Tell me everything about him. Is mm-hmm. he a bad boy? And he's just like... Mr. Feeney's like... Yeah, actually, he's uh, he's a bit of a rebel. You know, he's kind of dangerous. And she's like, "Oh, I don't know that's why I sound great. like that, like uh, Michael Rappaport. He's kind <laughs> of dangerous, Mr. Feeney." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, fantastic, that's perfect." And he's like, "Actually, he's very by the book. Like, he follows all the rules." And she's like. Or he says, um, he, always, he always wears his helmet when he drives his motorcycle. And she's like, oh, is that his Harley in the staff parking lot? And he was like, no, <laughs> it's mine. And she's like, relax, Mr. Feeney. It's fine. I just needed to know more about him. We're having dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, did you get the feeling that like Mr. Feeney kind of sort of had a crush on her? Or was that just me? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I think he found her attractive, but I I don't think it went beyond that. Okay. I think he just really, really didn't want a relationship to happen into the school. And I think he really, really doesn't want Mr. Turner to do anything distracting. Yeah. It's anytime he's doing anything that's not focusing on the children. Do you think that that's like a noble thing, even though it's annoying? Or do you think it's just completely out of jealousy and spite? Because there's a difference. Like, I think if Mr. Feeney is doing it because he cares about the kids and he notices this about Mr. Turner, he notices that he's easily distracted and that he feels like it's his job to keep him on track, then it's a noble thing. He's doing it for Mr. Turner and he's doing it for the kids. But if he's doing it because he's jealous of, one, Mr. Turner's, like, rapport with the kids, or... The fact that Mr. Turner gets a lot of attention. I think it's a little bit of of both. I I would imagine, um, knowing Mr. Feeney as well as I do. <laughs> and you do. That he doesn't want the teachers to date. He probably really doesn't want any of them to date. But I think... To espe- ever. Anybody. <laughs> probably, because he doesn't. But especially... Mr. Turner, because I do feel like he is so jealous of how cool Mr. Turner is. He 100% is jealous of that. Okay. He he also doesn't think that that attitude works as a teacher, but I think he's very, like, because he was never that guy, and he was never that kid, and he was never who Mr. Turner is. He was mm-hmm. always very straight-laced and nerdy and by the book. That's, like, a really relatable thing, like, a very relatable thing where there's a jealousy that you're like, I don't want to, like, I like who I am. I'm glad that I'm as strict as I am. I'm glad that I can lead the students and I can lead the teachers with this, like, I guess, heavy hand, but also... I wish I kind of was like this person a little bit. And I think, too, in Mr. Feeney's head, maybe watching this play out, he's hoping, he's praying that it doesn't work because he's there's probably a little voice in his head going, I didn't have to be as strict as I was. I could have been a little bit cooler and kids would have liked it. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't want to have that voice be justified at all. Right. But um, Miss Tompkins says... Don't worry, we're having dinner tonight, um, and if it goes well, if it doesn't go well, fine. If it goes well, then I owe it to you, Mr. Feeney. You got us together. And he's, and like, he's oh, like, oh, God. My favorite. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Kitchen! Kitchen! <laughs> we're in the kitchen. Morgan is at the table. Amy and Alan are in the kitchen, and... Setting the 
setting the tone. I'm setting the tone. I'm setting up the whole scene. Lights are on. The lights are on. The kitchen looks kind of clean. The refrigerator is full. What's Morgan doing? Uh, Morgan is talking. I don't remember what she was doing, actually. But she was, she was talking I about... I was asking you. She was talking about how in class, and and I don't think she says it, but Alan and Amy are reacting in a way that lets you know. Like, he did what? He ate the paste? And she's like, yeah, and I never got it back. Um, and and um, she says something about, I never got my, the paste back, and I wasn't able to do my project. And they said, like, did your teacher just let that happen? And she's like, yeah, she's a witch. Uh, that's when Corey is like, well, this all kind of happens in conjunction with Corey saying hey, I don't want to talk about how my day went, mm-hmm. so don't ask me. Right. So they just keep on with, with Morgan, and then Corey's like, why Why don't you guys even care? The most eventful night of my life happened, and you guys don't care. And Alan's like, so, you ready to talk about it now? And? You got nothing? No, I got um, You're the one with the notes. Uh, he, Corey goes, I, I couldn't, like... Everyone is making fun of me, and it's it's terrible, and and uh, I'm humiliated. This is the worst thing that ever could have happened to me. I'm just... Uh, or everything that Eric said would happen, happened. He basically says, like, he implicates Eric in the situation by saying, like, I didn't think so, but, like, everything that Eric said would happen, happened. And then he goes, I'm just so... A gubwa. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, it's so bad, I had to make up a word for it. Yeah. And um, Alan's like, okay, well, aside from being a gubwa, I think you're going to be okay. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, it is legitimately the most humiliating thing that's ever happened. And he just... He's like, embarrassing is losing your shorts on the rope in PE. And it burns. He was like, this is a gubwa. And he storms off up the stairs, and Amy goes, "Did you catch the same thing I did?" And Alan's like, "Yeah, the the keyword was is Eric, isn't it?" And she's like, "Oh, so you did see it too, huh?" And as they do that, Eric's like tip, uh, uh, not tiptoeing, skipping down the stairs, like, "Hey, everybody!" <laughs> um, and they're like, "Eric," uh, and they kind of corner him, like Alan's on one side and Amy's on the other, and they're like, "Have you talked to Corey about what happened the other night?" And he was just like, oh, well, you know, I've talked to him about it a bit. And they say, what did you say to him before the party? Before the party. And he was like, oh, you know, I didn't. It was just I was saying good luck. Like, have a good time. Make sure you thank your hostess. And Alan goes, Eric, we know we know you. Well, he says. He's having a really, really hard time, and we just need to find out what you told him so that we know how we can make it better. And Eric's like, oh, well, you know. Well, and and Alan says, you're not going to be in any trouble. We just want to try to figure it out. You know, it's, you know, your brothers, and you're just having a good time. So, you know, what happened? And that's when he's like, oh, okay, well. And he just, like, starts laughing. And he says, well, I did, you know, I, I told him that he, he the, the beanie weenies and... And he was going to choke and he wasn't going to be able to handle it because it was a makeout party. And he definitely like I I was just, you know, messing with his head a little bit. And Eric's like, that was Eric. I mean, Alan, sorry. Alan's like, you are in so much trouble. And Eric goes, what happened? I wasn't going to get in any trouble. And Alan goes, I was just messing with your head a little bit. Oh, It was such good parenting. It was very great. 
So Amy says, look, if... Like, Corey's not going to go on a date for a really long time. And if Corey's not going on a date because of you, then you are also not going on any right. dates. Your punishment is, if he's not leaving the house, you're not leaving the house. You're stuck here with him. And Eric's like, no, you can't do that to me. I mean, obviously... Eric's got to try to rectify the situation immediately. Right. And that's, I felt like that was such a good punishment. Yeah. Like, so perfect. It was very 10 Things I Hate About You, but I guess yeah. this was before that, wasn't it? It was. Huh. It was before that. Oh, I so love before, 10 Things I Hate About You. So it was before some movie that we don't know about. Well, the thing is, is that 10 Things I Hate About You is based on The Taming of the Shrew. The Taming oh. of the Shrew is a thing that has been around forever. What's so they the prob- taming of the shrew? It's, I think, Shakespeare. Is it Is really? Is it Shakespeare? I don't know. I didn't know that. It's a book and a play. We're so knowledgeable. I just, if it's in that realm, I don't like it. <laughs> but I think it's in that realm. And like during when 10 Things I Hate About You was made, it was during like people making Othello and Macbeth and stuff into like modern day. Romeo and Juliet. Ugh. So... Lunchroom. FYI, I'm not stupid. I just don't like stuff like this. So, like, when you hear me Boy say that world? Taming of the Shrew was Shakespeare, if it's not Shakespeare, I'm very sorry. I don't actually care. Cafeteria? Yeah, Do I have to say the cafeteria words? No, you? we're in the lunchroom. Okay. Um, so, Corey's sitting down all dejected, and Eric comes by and sits down with him. and is He's like, like, we can fix this. We can fix this, Corey. You know what? It's not that bad. It's not a big deal. We can make this. You know, you just, we need to have a um, a low-pressure date. And Corey's like, what is a low-pressure date? Well, and he's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, you know, I'm just your brother, and I just want to help, you know? You know, if you're not going out, I'm not going out. If you can't do anything, I can't do anything. So I'm here to help you. And, uh... Yeah, Corey's like, what is a low-pressure date? He's like, well, you go somewhere, and it's like, it's a place where nothing could possibly happen. Like, the environment is a place where nothing uncomfortable could happen at all. And Corey's like, okay. And Eric's like, okay, so who are you bringing? Sean? Well, no, he says, who are you bringing? And Corey goes, I mean, the only people I could bring with me are Corey. I mean, are Corey. Are Corey. The only people I could bring with me are Sean or Topanga. And Eric goes, so Sean? And he goes, ugh, no, Topanga. And he goes, you devil, or something like that. Yeah. So um, so they're going on a date. Where do they go? To a different Chubbies. It's, it's Chubbies. It's Chubbies with couches. It most definitely was the set from Chubbies. And they were like, um, let's put some couches in here and, and make it a poetry and corner. And some curtains. And move the bar to the other side. Uh-huh. But, like, the stairs that go down, like, where where are all these places that have stairs that go, like, all these basement restaurants and stuff? Like, just all of them. All the places that the kids go are in the basement. Right. Um. So What's in the top of these buildings? Some guy's apartment? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um. It's the bright, happy coffee house upstairs, and then the dark, poetry, emotional coffee house downstairs. That's what it is. Um, so they go, they go in, and um, they go to the bar. And Corey's never been to a coffee house, I guess, because he's like, I guess Starbucks wasn't a huge thing then, was it? Oh, it super wasn't. No. And Corey goes, um, I this looks great. You want to? 
triacapacina. And Topanga's like, oh, yeah, can you get me a double cap or a double, double decaf mocha with skim milk? How do you double a decaf? Double is usually a shot. You're going to put a double shot of decaffeinated coffee in your drink? How does that work? What's a double decaf? I don't know. <laughs> I was stumped. A double decaf latte. At It's extra, extra, extra decaffeinated. It's water. At BM, GM, BMW <laughs> on Twitter. Because double decaf. That's just kind of my thing now, I guess, when I don't know the answer to your question. That's a lot then. I thought you knew everything. You tell the kids you know everything. At BMG and BMW is what I tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, but we're here now and poetry is happening and it is... Frankie! (laughs) It is Frankie. And he's uh, in just, he's in his element. He's in his element and he is like, I have written this poem for my closest friends. Well, he says, this is for someone very close to me, um, but they have chosen to ha- not have... To remain, to remain anonymous. anonymous. Yeah. Uh, and he says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You he, found it. He says, the poem is called Poem of the Fierce and Bloodthirsty Samurai Warrior. And the poem, and I'm just going to read it because it's short. Cherry cheese. Cherry cheese. <laughs> Cherry cheese. I've ruined it. bread. I've ruined it. I'm no Frankie. Alden got dropped on his head. Wow. (laughs) I'm a poet. Um, He says, cherry trees are blooming on the third evening. The last flower. I can't talk. (laughs) She loves this so much right now. Gave her all that shit about not being able to host. (laughs) And I said, flowers. Cheese and flowers. I'm going to try that one more time. Go. Cherry trees are blooming. On the third evening, the last flower dies and falls. Thank you. And everyone claps. And, and um, Joey like meets Frankie up at the stage. He's like, that was so great, Frankie. It was so great. He's so excited for Frankie. It's, I love them so much. Me too. And I don't remember loving them so much as a kid. I knew I loved Frankie, but I love them both. But And, and it was such a short poem. And um, Frankie goes, I mean, Joey goes, I got was, so much out of it that he says that was so good. Uh, you, you you didn't have him there at the beginning, but you really pulled it together there at the end. And it was like three sentences yeah. or if even. Yeah. How many he's sentences like, I got that? so much out of it. It was very good. Yeah. He says, I got a lot out of that because you put a lot into it. I mean, everybody here liked it. And then he like hits a guy who's sitting on a couch. And he's like, you loved it. Right. And the guy's like, uh, yeah. He's like, see, you've got fans. Yeah. And that guy gets up and leaves, leaving the couch open for Topanga and Cory. So Topanga and Cory bring over their giant cups of double decaf. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. Double decaf cappuccino with skim milk. And they go and they sit on a very old couch. And Cory's like, I really like this place. I like it a lot. And And she's like, what do you like about it? That it's not a closet? (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn, Topanga. And it was like not even a burn burn. It was just like this, I don't know. She says it so sweetly. Right. It didn't seem like a burn, but when I wrote it down, I was like, oh shit, that was a burn. <laughs> um, so uh, 
they start talking about how rough that was and how scary it was. And Topanga's talking about how it was scary for her, too. And Corey is like, what do you mean it was scary for you? Girls have it so easy. You just, like, have to wait for the guy to make the move and, and kiss. And, and you It's just... almost like he had never met Topanga, who leaned in and kissed him twice. It's true. Um, but And Topanga says, no, I was terrified. Um, like, I didn't, I, I, if you had kissed me, I wouldn't even have known because I was too scared trying to figure out what I should do with my hands, which he, he didn't know what to do with his hands. They could have just put their lips together and flailed their arms around and it would have been fine because they both would have been doing it. And that's just what they do when they make out. Yes, but at least he didn't say she wants to meet me in the, the other room over there. I'm breaking up with her. <laughs> my favorite story <laughs> you've ever told that's because you like it because i didn't end it with i kissed her oh like, that's true um so it, topanga says well you know what it because cory was like yeah it should have been so easy why didn't we just do it and topanga says yeah too bad we missed our chance though and um that's when a, a weird poet comes on the sex poet he's very sexual and like the poem that he does now is do you kind have of, that? No, no? I, I mean, oh, I can pull it up. Please do. This is the poem that you need to read. Yeah, so over the, over the course of watching this episode, Tanya was looking for Frankie's poem, and I pulled up a website that has... The whole script. The whole script. Like, I missed a good chunk of the show trying to find Frankie's poem online. And I just typed in one word, and it was like, all right, here you go. Um, Google favors you. Google favors the the strong. Oh, it's like a poem. Um, so this weird guy painter comes on and like the lights go even darker and there's a spotlight on him and he's like, so I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna narrate what's happening in the scene as he reads it. Lights, peaches ripened in the sun. People hot, are getting closer to each other. Hot and sweet. Juice wetting your lips. And you, nibbling the soft flesh. I can't even speak now. This is so uncomfortable. Because you're so turned on. Yeah. Nibble. Ugh. Nibble. Blah. Nibble. Blah. Um, is that when they kiss? I think. Do they kiss? Yeah. I was looking for the poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they turned to I each other. I assumed that they kissed. I figured you would tell me. We watched this episode last week as well. On yeah, accident. but then we watched another episode too. So yeah, I had they to super focus kiss. on that one. They kiss. Okay, so they kiss on the couch. Yeah. While someone's saying nibble, nibble, nibble. Yes. While this weird poet who's, I guess, supposed to be like. And and there's like little, the little bongos going on yeah, too. Yeah, he's doing like. like the... Yeah. Yeah. So, nibble. Nibble. Not nipple. Nibble. <laughs> nibble. Nibble. Um. Uh, I've never hated that word before. Now nibble? I do. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it in this context. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just an awful weird poem. Yeah. But, but everybody was into it. Like everybody's making out with each other. And so yeah. these like seventh graders are also making out with each other on the couch. Yeah. With their decaf, double decafs sitting on the table. Uh, so now we cut to the lunchroom. Um, and Mr. Turner is walking by Mr. Feeney at the lunch table and Mr. Feeney is like, Mr. Turner, come sit, sit, sit. This was what was so weird to me. And he's like, okay, you, you want me to sit here? And he's like, yes, yes. <sighs> Mr. Turner, Jonathan, Johnny. 
Um, he's like, so you had your date last night. Well, he he's like trying to kind of get information. I don't remember what he says. He was he vague about something. It. And Mr. Turner's like, are you asking me like about my date last night? When Mr. Feeney just goes, come on, man, give me the skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people so obsessed with finding out what happens on people's dates? I don't know. I feel like we ask our friends about like, so what happened? I do not. I think I, don't I do. Think I ever did. I super do because like when Kalam goes out on dates, I'm like, hey, what happened? That's how I am. Uh huh. That's I, not like give me all the details. No, but I mean, like, like if you say, hey, what happened on your date, or how did it go, then he has did you nibble ew ew um but he has like basically he can say whatever his details are where if you're like give me the details that means you want to know everything where like if you're just like hey how'd it go then he can say it went well or it didn't go great and he can end it at that but asking for details is completely different i have never wanted the details of any of my friends dates well but you hate that kind of stuff that's dates? why we, yeah. I like going on dates with you. I like, I love going on dates with you. Yeah, but like you hate all the like lovey-dovey stuff. I don't hate it. I watch Hallmark <laughs> movies it's all true. the time. It's true. But like, but I what, just think when you're, if what, I know that what I like to share is what I, what I feel like other people would feel comfortable sharing. Like when your friends give you details of stuff, you're like, bleh, bleh. Okay, because then, like, most of them go into too much detail, and I don't want to picture them in those situations. That's what I'm talking about. So, anyway. No, uh-uh. Um, uh, Mr. Turner's like, well, you know, me and Kat, you know, uh, we really get along. Like, we really liked each other. Like, I, I, I really like her. I want to I wanna go yeah, out like, with I her again. Yeah, like, I feel like we connected. It was really great. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney seems okay with yeah. it. Yeah. I think um, he's also, he's just so afraid of contention being brought into oh, his, yeah. that like, mi- that might be area. It. Like, if it went badly, it wouldn't just be like, oh, well, that went badly. It could be a, like, Jonathan was a disrespectful person towards me, and now I have to see him in the hall every day. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it like that. I was thinking that he was kind of like, oh, you know what, Mr. Turner's my friend, let me... I, I, I hope something works out for him. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just like, please tell me you're not fucking on my school. Well, that's the reason why there are no fraternization policies in workplaces is right. because when things go well, there can be favoritism. When things go badly, it can be awful. Yeah. No, I understand it. But. Um... And in a school like. You're with a bunch of kids. What if they stole off to like a closet and like for a smooch or something and some kids caught them in the closet? We do a lot of closet smooching, I guess. <laughs> um, so now it cuts to Corey and Sean who are also in the, the cafeteria. Um, and Corey's just like, oh, man, I love poetry, Sean. Like I didn't this realize- is, I love dating and I love this coffee shop. This is my scene. I have found where I'm comfortable. And he's like, what? Are you serious? This is what this is where you want to go. Oh, now you're reading the script to like word for word. I know. Like, no, Tanya, that's not what they said. No, because I want to say because they they start to break off into a poem. Oh, yeah. And I can't I don't think I can do this justice without reading it. Okay. Uh, Because you'll see. Stay tuned. 
Um, he says, there once was a boy named Corey, and Eric is sitting there with them and goes, who now has an interesting story, which is just really bad. Like I thought it was really good. And uh, he goes, he learned about kissing, and he was missing. And uh, He learned about kissing, and all he was missing. And Sean goes, when he and Topanga made out. <laughs> And Corey goes, Sean, I, I, I think uh, you might start want to, th- you might want to start thinking about s- summer school. Yeah, um, you can't talk. It's you're just so tired. You walked like twelve miles today. Fifteen. Uh, Topanga comes by right after this happens, and she's got like a group, a gaggle of girls behind her, and a group, a gaggle of girls. A group of a gaggle. I'm a poet too. You, are, you have such a way with words. Yeah. Let's go make out in the closet. Yeah. You, you love the way I say flowers. Flowers <laughs> <laughs> and cheese. Uh, see, uh, Topanga walks by and she's like, hi, Corey. And Corey's like, hi, Topanga. And then the girls behind Topanga and Topanga like giggle like, hee, 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 and they walk away. Um, it was very weird to see Topanga in that position. But I understand the sentiment behind it. Yeah. Like, just to kind of let everybody know, like, all right. Something's going on now. I also think, though, even the most sensible of girls get, like, giggly and stuff when they realize that they're falling for someone, like, seriously. Um, I am not a mushy person at all. But I did absolutely. When we first started dating, I 100% got giggly and, like, butterfly feeling-y and stuff. You got giggly? Yeah. With who? All of my friends. You were like, <laughs> ew, I don't giggle like that. No, but so like what I were giggled. You like? I like we would be talking about like the fact that I was dating someone, and it would just be like, yeah, like Alden's great, and I would just kind of like laugh about it because it was such a foreign concept to me. Like, and for this, they for them, this is a foreign concept. Like, oh yeah, like what do you do with that? Well, I think I don't think Topanga's falling for Corey. I do. I think, I think Topanga has fallen for Corey. I, yes. But there is like strong when you make out with someone while people are saying nibble, nibble, nibble. Oh. Then see, it's so uncomfortable, right? Um, I think feelings go from being like, well, I like this person, and I can see myself being this person's girlfriend, to my hormones are going insane. Um, poetry. We're back to the poetry place. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no. That's the end of the episode. That's where it ends. It ends with the giggles. With the giggles, and then we still have the post-credit scene, which is the poetry place. The poetry guy again, and I'm not gonna read everything. That... Oh please! No, this is such a gross it's poem. It's so bad. The words "drip" were in it. Yeah. Um, drip, drip, drip. Lights. Here goes. You asked for this. Dear fans of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy... Everybody wants this. Dear fans of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, I would like to apologize for what is about to happen. Is there such a thing as an anti-fan? Like someone who listens just because they hate us and they want to see what we're talking about? Yes, for sure. What is it called? Anti-fan. Hater. It's 2019. Fans and haters. Fans now and haters. for the poem you never knew you needed. You don't need it and you don't you're going to be very unhappy about this so I'm apologizing. I think maybe you should turn it down for the next 5 seconds. 
like turn down your headphones for the next five seconds while Alden is reading this. Turn down for what? <laughs> uh, that wasn't that funny. Listen to her getting all giggly because we made out. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, so it goes lights. I'm sorry. I need to do the voice. Lights. Cling peaches in heavy syrup that drips from your tongue. Drips. Drips. Drips from your tongue. You have to lick your lips between every time you say drips. It's like it puts a bad taste in your mouth. I don't remember anybody interrupting the poem. Go ahead. (laughs) Fills your mouth with sweetness and makes you want more. More. It was so gross. But in the process, Corey and Topanga are sitting really close to each other and they keep getting closer. And then it starts panning around to all of the different couples. So like Sean is there with two girls mm-hmm. and they he's like in between them and they're like all snuggled up and Eric's there with a girl. And then Mr. Turner and Miss, what's her name? Thompson. Tompkins. Tompkins, yeah. Uh, Mr. Turner and Miss Tompkins are standing up against the bar with their foreheads like up against each other. Yeah, getting super cuddly. Yeah, and then Amy and Alan are sitting there kind of shell-shocked. I feel like they have the same reaction as we do to Mm -hmm. it. Like, they're like sitting there cuddled up, but they're both kind of like, uh, what the heck? And then it pans over. I, I would imagine what Amy and Alan are saying to each other in this moment would be similar to what we would be saying in this moment. Like, hey, before this started, I wanted to make out with you. Now, I really don't want to make out with you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, yeah, it pans over to Mr. Feeney sitting with a lady of his own. And he has his coffee cup, like, tilted. It's like dumping out coffee. I'm still trying to figure out who she was, by the way. I don't think she's anybody. I think she was somebody. I feel like, I mean, A, I recognize her. She's definitely somebody from something. But B... Um, she, I feel like she was in an earlier episode, so I, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, wait, but that was elementary school or middle, yeah, elementary school or whatever, middle school, whatever. What are you saying? (laughs) I don't know. There was a, there was a lady at the middle school that Mr. Feeney talked to sometimes. Maybe that was her. (laughs) What on earth? We just got mail. It says, good night, Alden, love you, sleep well. Get wrecked, Aldo Waldo. So, should we just share that story now? I guess so. Um, Finley and I do a thing where every night at 8.30, the first person who says goodnight, love you, sleep well, wins. So, um... They're getting ready for bed right now. Well, they should have been getting ready for bed 25 minutes ago. That's true. They were busy making a poster. <laughs> yeah, and it says... And it slid under the door and it says, goodnight, Alden, love you, sleep well. So, Finley won tonight. Finley won. Um, He's also in trouble because it's way after nine o'clock. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I, I I feel like the woman Mr. Feeney was with was somebody. So I apologize for not knowing because I feel like as a Boy Meets World podcast, we should be a little bit more knowledgeable, and I'm not. So yeah, I, and I'm we're just sorry. like she's somebody. <laughs> yeah. So or if- Mr. Feeney's just there with someone. He has a girl that he's there with, 
and they're cuddled up listening to someone say drips. You why are drips. you doing it still? Drips. You we apologize as to- coffee drips all over Mr. Feeney because he's tilted his coffee mug all over himself. Yeah, so the episode ends there. How did you feel about the episode? Um it was a good episode. I wouldn't say it's a great episode. Okay. But it was a good episode. Eric was really annoying and he, not in like a, he's supposed to be annoying. annoying. Yes, he was supposed to I be. I know that he was supposed to be annoying, but the way that it was acted was like more annoying, I think, than no. I, I don't know. It was so perfect. Like that's what he, he was being an obnoxious, manipulative older brother and he uh, super was playing that part. Like, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. Like like I said, it was a good episode. It seemed so much longer than I feel like any other episode. Like, I don't know whether it was all of the different locations that they were in, but it seemed like two episodes to me. Um, but it could just be like when I get uncomfortable, yes. things are prolonged it's in that. my head. And I, was, I get so uncomfortable so easily. And yes. that poet made me so uncomfortable. We've been together six years, and there are times where I'll say something, and she's just like, uh, <laughs> very uncomfortable. Well, if I don't know how to react to something, my default is I'm uncomfortable. Right. Um, and, like, how do you react to a gross man talking about dripping peaches? Yeah. yeah gross. Yeah. Stop doing I can't. that. It won't leave my brain. You're Now you're the gross man. Oh. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. the gross man of our I podcast. I feel like you're scolding me right now for real. You're, you're the gross. How uncomfortable have I made you? Um, none. Uh, I don't get uncomfortable. None uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I I think it was gross and weird. Yeah, but I don't get uncomfortable very easily at all. Like it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that like when I get uncomfortable, I'm so proud of whoever did it that I'm right. just like, whoa, good job. Yeah. Um, which is probably a shitty way to talk to somebody (laughs) good job for making me uncomfortable i'm proud of you um but yeah i thought it was a very good episode i didn't think it was the best but it's not that's not how the best works right like sometimes they're really great and sometimes they're very good i thought this was very good um i just think mine is probably just my discomfort level i think so and um i think it like i said it did a really good job of We've had issues with kisses before, mm-hmm. and now it's stepped up a notch. And I feel like in a lot of shows, it doesn't feel like it steps up a notch. But they were able to do another kissing episode and make it feel organic and like what really would have happened. Because like I said, I went through the same thing. Right. And again, like we're constantly having to repeat ourselves on this, but yes, when they are doing different episodes about the same topic as Corey gets older and hits different stages of his life. Like, I was not uncomfortable when Topanga kissed Corey against the locker in, like, the first season because it was just a quick, like, okay, they kissed, whatever. There was no, like, weird buildup about it. Like, it just happened. And I think that is how, like, kisses happen 
when you're really young because you get that burst of courage and you go in for the kiss and then it's over and you never talk about it again. Uh-huh. And then so then another kiss happens and another kiss happens and they've they've been able to gradually make it a bigger and a bigger and a bigger thing. The same way they've done that with the puberty stuff. Like as he gets older and is going through more of it, they they portray it differently the way that a kid would be viewing it through that lens. Um so that I do agree with like and maybe my discomfort comes from the fact that it is uncomfortable like that stage is uncomfortable. I also think too like us talking about it has made you more uncomfortable about it and you see the episode differently because if you rewind the tape to the beginning of the episode that sounded like I really was rewinding. Yeah it did. And ugh. and you said Great job, writer of the episode. What was her name? I forget. Oh yeah. What was her name? Um, I just something Jansen. Oh, Susan Estelle Jansen. Good job. Your memory is getting better. It is, but before you said Jansen, I all I could remember is that it was three names, and I just wanted to say Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sarah Michelle Geller. No, you're right. At the beginning of this episode, I said it was a great episode. And now here you are. You're like, it was good, but it was really, uh, I don't know. It was... Yeah, it has to be like my discomfort over it. I yeah. mean, Frankie and Joey were fantastic. I'm actually, I've warmed up more to Harley than I expected to as well. Um, but of course, Frankie and Joey are just so good. Yeah, you're right. I, I always liked um, Joey and Frankie when I was watching the show when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like Harley at all because he was the big bad bully and he yeah. was 500 years old in this school. But now watching, I don't, I don't, he doesn't bother me that much. No. And We've he never... has like these sort of warm moments mm-hmm. with everybody. Like it's not just with Corey but it's with everybody there are times when Sean will say something to him and it's just like he answers like that's his friend um but he also like he loves Frankie and Joey like they're not Mm -hmm. just like his minions like Like, he loves them yeah he went to poetry night to hang out with them just to to support them yeah Um, um so like it's not just your everyday like generic bully story it is they humanize everything in this show. Mm-hmm. That said, he talks about beating people up a lot. We've never seen it. That I bet true. if we watched it, we'd be like, all right, well, he sucks. Yeah, probably. Um, but that's it. Like, I think I think it was a very good episode. We didn't have any sort of fashion corner or anything like that. There was a part. Go. Um, in the closet, Topanga is wearing a dress. I basically have this dress. Miranda got it for me from... Um, shout out to Miranda. Shout out to Miranda. Uh, she got me a dress from a vintage store. She's great at vintage clothing shopping. I get text messages all the time of these clothes. But so the dress that Topanga has on during makeout time is a dress that I literally have only hers is a different cut. But the fabric of that dress is exactly the same as my dress. That's it for Fashion Corner. Tanya's Fashion Corner. We also haven't done a commercial in a million years. We don't have time for we it. We don't. These episodes are too complex. And we can't think of interesting things ever. So We have no imagination. It's very hard to do. <laughs> Most of those commercial breaks consisted of eight minutes of us sitting here going, I don't know. And then... Don't say it, any of this. Put it all don't. together. Stop. <laughs> Just shut up. Oh, she's uncomfortable. I'm upset. All right. So um, that's it for the episode. Did you have anything you wanted to add about it? 
Um, no, not really. I I just talked so fast. <laughs> Go. I loved Mr. Feeney in this episode. Okay. Like, I loved his conflicting feelings showing, like, in everything he said and did. I love how wishy-washy he was. Well, he really, how he acted in this episode was what made me ask that question earlier. Because mm. it definitely wasn't just a, I want to run my school a certain way. Like, he is a textbook like overthinker he is overthinking every aspect of everyone's everything you know who else is a textbook overthinker i don't know who cory hmm. maybe that's what he sees in cory yeah i'm sure he sees similarities in cory with him as with him all right so um i think that's it yeah that's absolutely We're good it. we've been talking a lot i hope this episode isn't we gotta go put too our kids long. to bed i hope this isn't too well, i hope this episode isn't too long for you guys who are listening um thank you for joining us this has been boy meets Wait. You can find us. Yeah, you can find us at BMG and BMW on Twitter or email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Like and review and listen and do all of those things with our podcast. Yes. You know. Five stars only, please. Please do review our show. That's it. But we I'm not going to say that every episode. I don't want to be one of those podcasts. Okay. Um, thank you for joining us. He's this not is- like other podcasts. What? Not like other girls. You're not like other podcasts. <laughs> You never heard, like, I'm not like other girls. I guess I have. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 9. Class dismissed.